Resident Poobah. Just right, Express. Episode 64. The Jar Studios are under attack from evil microbial germs this week, so we're going to do shit a little bit differently. Poobah's doing it. Zach told me we were going to do quotes this week, and I thought, sure. I know a bunch of quotes. I can uh, rattle a few of those off, no problem. And his instructions to me were read the quote, give credit, Give a little blurb, keep it brief, let it sit. Sounds like wisdom, but I know damn well Zach knows me better than that, and I'm probably going to end up pontificating after some of these, but I will try my best to keep it brief. So that said, the first quote I have for you goes a little something like this. The whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves and wiser people so full of doubts. That's by Bertrand Russell. This one seemed like a fitting one to start with, given the subject matter of our podcast and uh, my outlook as I've expressed it on said podcast in regards to growth and the world at large and the people that inhabit it. This one, it really resonates with me because I can't, at this point in my life, fathom being entirely certain about anything. And anytime I hear someone talking about any given thing with uh, absolute certainty, it makes me nervous. And uh, I, my knee-jerk reaction is to assume that they either don't know a whole hell of a lot about what they're talking about, or there's some kind of zealot, some flavor of, of zealot. And I really have uh, never had any patience for zealots because I don't think that it's wise to let anyone or anything out there do your thinking for you. I think it's really important that you think for yourself. But the more you think for yourself, the more uh, you run into the side effect of personal growth. And personal growth tends to make you less certain about anything because there's no way to grow without realizing how little you know. So... I welcome your guys' thoughts on that one, but that's my first one. Boobah quote number two. So my second quote is by Heraclitus. And the first time I ever heard this quote, I thought, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> but, but like any good quote should, it stuck with me. And uh, the more I thought about it, the more I, I gleaned from it. And I guess that's all you could ask for from a good quote. But Heraclitus said, No man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river, and he's not the same man. And I thought, well, no shit. <laughs> that's, that, that first struck me as somebody trying to be profound by saying some obvious, you know, bullshit. But I think what Heraclitus was trying to get at is, uh, again, that theme of, of change and personal growth. Um, the nature of the river is that it's always flowing and the path it cuts through terrain changes over time. And even if you've crossed a river once and you come back 
years later to that exact same spot, you're not going to be able to cross it the same way again because everything will have changed. And the method that you would use to cross that river at any given point likely wouldn't be the same anymore because you're not the same person. You've acquired new knowledge and new perspective and... It got me questioning, okay, well, I see the validity of the statement, but what value does that add uh, philosophically to my life? And for me, I thought about when I went back to my hometown after being away for years, and I thought, wow, this is going to be going back to the same old bullshit, probably nothing ever changed, and it's not going to be good for me to go back here. But it didn't end up going that way um, because I wasn't the same person and it wasn't the same town that I left. And after going back there and spending a little bit of time, I left there once again with a new perspective and new insight. And uh, I got to put some shit to bed that I'd been carrying around with me for years. So I think that that's what I think of whenever I think about that quote from Heraclitus. So... That's my second one. Poobah quote number three. This next quote seems like one of those quotes. Every once in a while I come across one of these that feels like it lies very close to the heart of what Just a Ride is supposed to embody. Uh, This is by Alan Watts. And Alan said, the only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. I always thought he should have said join the fucking dance, but, you know, I suppose he was trying to be an eloquent philosopher, but that punctuation always felt right to me. Roll Tide! In that spot. But I really like that quote, and it really feels like kind of the soul of of the statement that it's just a ride. And if you go through life clinging to the familiar and resisting change uh, in favor of comfort... You lose out on so much, and I think that there is great wisdom and a large degree of freedom to be gained from looking at change, and instead of, I mean, you can still be afraid of it, uh, but move forward anyway. Jump into it, embrace it, figure out the steps, stumble your way through. I mean, if you want to put it in the context of a dance, I'm... I'm not much of a dancer. I mean, I can I can dance, but I'm I'm no great dancer. But the most fun I've ever had uh, dancing is when I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I just go out there and start trying to figure it out, and watching other people, laughing at myself, and and giving other people the chance to be gracious about it, and and eventually you find an equilibrium, you figure it out, and uh, I've never left those kind of situations being upset that I took the chance and decided to just go out there and try to move with it. And I think that that quote by Alan Watts is a great illustration of the wisdom of going out there and facing changes in your life and just jumping into them and and figuring out the mechanics and, and coming out of it better equipped to move forward and as a more expanded individual. So that's my third. And now it's time for Poobah quote number four. I'm looking forward to it. As am I, Dave. Now shut the fuck up, fucking Dave. Yikes. This next quote is one that I'll honestly be shocked if Zach hasn't lobbed out into the universe already. 
Um, so you may never hear this because Zach might have already claimed it. But even if he did, knowing Zach, he will put this shit out there anyway because he likes to put me on display in front of the internet and let me flounder. <laughs> and I love him anyway. But without further ado, this one is by Epictetus. And it's somebody that I know Zach and I share a mutual love for. And Epictetus said, People are not disturbed by things, but by the view they take of them. And this one, I mean, you could unpack this one for a long time. There's a lot to extrapolate from that simple sentence. But the core principle for me, whenever I think of this quote, is to kind of check yourself when you're looking at any given thing and make sure that your reaction to it isn't something that you've been conditioned into or maybe that you need to examine the lens that you're viewing a thing through before you fully develop a concrete opinion on it because I think it's very true whenever we tend to look at things it's often our knee-jerk reaction that we end up hastily cementing into an opinion that we carry forth into the world and that shit's not always reliable because there's all manner of you know nuance and and social conditioning and personal baggage that goes into that knee-jerk reaction and uh, a wise person doesn't just take that shit and run with it they they look at themselves and go okay what is it about me and my outlook on the world and especially my personal feelings based on shit that has happened in my life that would affect how I choose to look at this subject matter and then try to stick that stuff in a box for a second and look at it in a vacuum and see if you still feel the same way about it and if you don't then it gives you the opportunity to pick apart the differences between you know column A and column B and arrive at some some opinion that's an amalgamation of the two because your personal experience is absolutely valid but it doesn't always serve you well the first time that you encounter some new thing in the world and now it's time for poobah's quote number five i'm having a good time eh? god i hate it when you smile dr smoggy is sad now here's quote number five i feel that no batch of quotes from me would be complete if it didn't include something from my boy friedrich nietzsche And yes, that is how you pronounce his last name. I dare you to spell it if you've never seen it written out. I'd love to see the attempts. Friedrich Nietzsche, I don't agree with everything I've ever read of him, but I think I've probably read more of his published works than any of the famous philosophers throughout history. And uh, it's probably because he's a depressing son of a bitch and... I have that in common with him, (laughs) so it suits my disposition, but I've always liked this quote from him because it seems uh, on the face of it to be kind of grim, but the more you unpack it, I find that there's a lot of hope in it, and that's, that's kind of a common thread throughout a lot of Nietzsche's writing is that he says stuff in a way that's almost fatalistic, but the more you dig into it and intellectualize it the more you see that there's there's shit that you can extrapolate out of it that's honestly very hopeful and extremely useful in in coping with the grim fatalism that that is on the face of it so friedrich nietzsche said to live is to suffer 
to survive is to find some meaning in the suffering. That one always has hit me pretty deep. Um, I haven't had the worst life in the world, but it's certainly not been the easiest. And I have a hard time relating to anybody who hasn't been through some, some form of major trauma. And I've thought, uh, we talked about it in a recent episode, how I spent uh, a large portion of my life believing that I was here because I was, I, I fucked up in some other version of existence. Uh, and that led me to be, you know, here and being punished for it, <laughs> uh, which is a pretty, pretty grim way to look at life, especially when you're young. Um, but I remember coming across this quote when I was reading some of Friedrich Nietzsche's work and it resonated with me because of that. I thought, man, if, if all I'm here to do is, is suffer, why should I even engage with any of this shit? You know? Um, but as I grew, I kind of learned that, uh, you could spend your entire existence here suffering and, and, just allow that to be the sum total of it and I think a lot of people do but it doesn't have to be the way that it is uh you don't have to just get through it you can find ways to survive and seek out meaning and learn from the suffering and let it teach you how to have a deeper appreciation for joy when it comes along and I think that that's super important especially I don't think it's ever been easy to exist as a human but in our current age I think it's perhaps more difficult than it's ever been because it's more complicated than it's ever been and there's more shit that's vying for our attention moment to moment and there's a a, <laughs> a plethora of ways that have become more and more refined in the art of fucking us up collectively speaking so remembering shit like this what Nietzsche said that to live is to suffer to survive is to find meaning in the suffering I think that's extremely valuable because it equips you with the mindset of no matter what I'm going through and no matter how fucking awful it is uh I can find some meaning in it. I can sit with it. I can learn from it and I can allow it to make me a better and a stronger person until the day comes where I find a problem that I can't solve and it kills me. And then I'll have had a journey that is uh, worth a story and it wouldn't have been a waste. You know, I like to say, Dave, life's a bitch, but you can still jerk off. Yeah, okay. And now on to Shaden's next quote. So after that lovely depressing quote that I tossed at you, last i feel that it might be prudent to toss an uplifting one at you guys next this one says being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage that's lao Tzu, and i've always loved this quote because well if you've listened to me uh for more than five minutes on <laughs> any previous episode maybe barring some of the episodes where we talked almost exclusively about shit, <laughs> I think that uh, you will have gleaned that I have a dread fascination with relationships and whether it be romantic or friendships or uh, 
acquaintances or any of the bazillion shades of gray in between that facet of uh, human connection really fascinates me and I've been in a position where I loved someone and they hurt me and I thought fuck I don't want to do that again I don't even want to open myself up to that again that that seems like a stupid thing to do and that's certainly not exclusive to me I can practically feel a bunch of you out there nodding your heads so hard that it's probably going to hit your dashboard <laughs> or the counter if you happen to be taking a shit while you're listening to this that's right I see you um, it's a very relatable feeling and I've been there myself more than once and this quote has been a, a good reminder that it is a risk uh, when you open yourself up to somebody because if if you choose to love someone, uh, especially the more you do so without reservation, you give them more power than anybody in your life to hurt you. And that's a risky proposition, no matter how you slice it. But it's good to remember and be reminded that there are some extremely positive things that you also get in the bargain that you're not going to find anywhere else. And when you are loved by somebody deeply and sincerely, uh, it makes you feel like more than you are. It makes you feel that you have the power to be uh, better than you would be otherwise. And it makes you feel that you can do things that you wouldn't be capable of otherwise and that's a potent fucking thing and it's it's worth seeking out in your life even if you have to take a risk or pay a price in order to have it choosing to return that love and and love someone deeply in return it makes you not only brave enough to chase after that better version of yourself but it reminds you in the doing of it that you're brave enough to take that risk in the first place and that you are capable of having that kind of fucking courage and those two things in combination will undoubtedly make you into a better person than you ever would have been otherwise i want to say amen to that who's got a what now i said amen you're in what we'll just do the next quote all men's miseries derived from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Now, ladies, I don't want you to feel excluded by the wording of that quote. I simply refuse to misquote anybody because I feel like the words they choose is important. But if you are a student of philosophy in any capacity, especially the further back that you go in history, you will find that it the the verbiage is inherently focused upon dudes because it was considered to be a dude's profession um so i hope that <laughs> you can forgive that but if you look at the essence of this quote it's something that sits very near to the core of my personal philosophy and i don't think that it can be said enough or in enough different ways because it's something that everybody needs to hear in my opinion and it's worth meditating upon and internalizing because you if if your goal is to grow as a person 
this is the place that I would recommend that you start and who the fuck am I? But I've, I've gone down this road and I've found this to be some of the most invaluable advice that anybody could give you. If you're trying to become a more expensive person, I've known countless people in my life that have never really been alone and they encounter brief periods of finding themselves alone and they can't cope because sitting with yourself alone in a room, especially absent distraction and and having nowhere else to turn except inward is a daunting thing and you will see things and you will find things about yourself in that context that you won't find in any other situation and it's fucking tough to look at sometimes but you're not going to be able to know yourself fully and you're certainly not going to be able to grow uh, to your full potential without giving yourself the opportunity to learn how to be alone I think that robbing yourself of that opportunity which is the the basis of this quote in my opinion is doing yourself a great disservice because you're you're not going to be able to have the opportunity to figure out who the fuck you are when everything else falls away when you're not putting on a mask for somebody else or you're not trying to keep up the perception that you feel that the world at large has of you when you don't have to distract yourself with any of that and you don't have any excuse to be anything else than what you are that's when you see what your true character is that's when you find your flaws that's when the monster that lives inside of each and every one of you starts whispering in your ear and saying hey i'm glad you finally took a second to be quiet enough to hear me here's all the bullshit that you really feel deep down inside and you can't run away from it because you're here with me all by yourself and if that sounds scary it fucking is and it's supposed to be but the value that you're going to get out of that if you manage to find a way to sit alone with yourself and and find a degree of comfort and and reconcile all of the stuff that you find in that space when you reemerge from that and you rejoin the world and you interact with the people in your life you're not going to be the same and it's going to be for the better because you will have a firmer grip on who you are people will be able to sway you less and you won't have to wonder what the fuck is my identity like you don't have to just go through your life putting on airs and putting on an act hoping that you're going to sufficiently impress the people around you because once you know who you are and you've integrated that into your being you don't have any need to impress anybody after that not really i mean only so much as it suits your goals but you'll still come home at the end of the day and you'll know this is who i am this is what I think about things and these are the facets of my personality that maybe I don't ever talk about but they're a driving force in my actions in the world and that shit is worth knowing fuck me Dave that shading guy is pretty smart man no, I'd say so I feel like I should have probably paid attention now, here's the poop boss next quote this last quote I'm gonna leave you with is from my youth 
uh, any of you that know about me and my history will know that I was uh, raised by a guy who for most of my life has been a preacher and he has read all manner of uh, theology and philosophy books and I was exposed to them uh, by virtue of being his kid and some of them I got a lot of value out of and some of them were very tailor-made for stuff that I wasn't quite sure that I believed entirely but there was this guy my dad used to read uh, a lot and he would quote him a lot and his name is Ralph Waldo Emerson and there's one quote by him that kind of stuck in my craw over the years and it's something I still carry with me because I think uh, like a lot of these quotes it's a good reminder he said though we travel the world over to find the beautiful we must carry it with us or we find it not I think that it's really important to kind of guard your sense of wonder and uh, if you find yourself stood before something beautiful even if you went through great hardship to seek it out you're not going to be able to perceive the beauty in it unless you've protected that that piece of you deep inside that's capable of actually translating that beauty into your soul which seems like kind of a woo-woo thing to say at face value but if you've ever experienced anything like this on one side of the equation or the other like say you've you've stood in front of the ocean at sunrise and you were all by yourself and you felt like wow this was something that I got to experience and uh, absorb that was really fucking special and it means a lot to me and it makes me feel like something different than I was before I experienced it that is uh, a wonderful thing and it's something that you don't ever want to lose the capacity to be able to experience but you can and that's not to say it can't be regained, but it's frightfully easy to lose that piece of yourself. And if you do, you'll find yourself stood in front of that same situation, looking at that same exact beauty. And it just won't seem as remarkable to you because the piece of, of yourself that is capable of internalizing that and recognizing it for what it is will be tainted by any number of things. You know, the, the, shitty relationship that you just got out of that left a bad taste in your mouth and 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 left you more jaded than you were before or the the bad way that you were treated or the job that you lost or the the way that your living situation warped your ability to look at the rest of the world and see that oh well all of this isn't as bad as what I'm living in every single day all of that shit and more. I mean, insert your experience here. There's any number of things in the world that will rob you of of the capacity to actually perceive beauty when it's right in front of you. And if you allow that to happen, then your life is going to be poorer for it, in my personal opinion. And I think that it's worth 
cultivating that part of yourself and it's worth protecting it once you have it so that when you find yourself in those situations you're going to be capable of allowing them to impact you so when the hell is poobah going to do his own podcast right now let's kick it to the peabah thank you guys for listening to the scatcast network and the just ride podcast number 64 express and wisdom of the poobah you see why he's now all right we'll be back in full force next week but i enjoyed hanging out with you shaden didn't you just ride pod at gmail.com and the just ride podcast has its very own patreon aside from the scatcast patreon so you can check that out if you'd like much love and respect to the trusted turd triad to our trusted turd herders to the scat meme army thank you to the order of the other turds and to all our littermates all the love to mrs Crip and to the bear ball and of course to Pooh ball thank you for that express ride gave me lots to think about and in the spirit of what Shaden had to say I'm going to give you one last stoic quote it's from Seneca retire into yourself as much as possible associate with people who are likely to improve you welcome those whom you are capable of improving the process is a mutual one people learn as they teach I'll show you can jerk it whenever you want to yes, God damn it. also that thank you we'll talk at you in the future we'll see Mike a present bye bye oh it's just Bing. Bing. Bong. Bongs. Express.